This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, it's good! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Oppo's View, the show where we get to know a little bit more about our upcoming opponents, their recent form, players to watch out for uh, and see how they uh, think the game's going to pan out, etc. I'm James Mappin and this week we're joined by Simon from the Fenshead Pod ahead of our trip to Oxford this weekend off the back of a 4-2 victory against Plymouth last time out. Uh, the reverse fixture back in October last year resulted in a 2-1 defeat for the Owls, which put an end to our unbeaten home record and Oxford today are the only club to have beaten us on uh, on home soil. Uh, Simon, thanks for agreeing to coming on the podcast again, mate. How are you? You all right? Yeah, I'm well. Thanks for having me on. No uh, no problem. Well, you did a good t- a good job last time, so, uh, you know, got, got, got you back on this time. Brilliant. <laughs> um, I, I hear Oxford are, um, well, a new stadiums on the cards. Uh, yeah, that, right? possibly. Yeah, that's, that's the hope. Um, just before we were relegated into the conference, the the stadium, the club, the sort of the football side of it and the stadium side of it, side of it was split when Jim Smith came back, um, and we we ended up going into non-league. And, and since then, the club, the football club, have struggled really because we don't own the stadium. We, you know, it's very difficult to make money on a match day, um, and it, it's. It's hugely complex. I won't go into it now. But it's the sort of ownership of the stadium and the club, uh, you know, has, has caused issues for us for quite some time. Um, and there's a, there's a possibility that a, a sort of an approach to the council locally uh, with the new owners um, to build a new stadium and, and sort of training and, and lots of sort of community facilities as well. So uh, it's very, very early stages, but uh, that that's kind of what's been keeping Oxford fans busy this week is, is the, the, 
sort of talk of a new stadium. What's what's the first thing on the list? Is it is it four sides? Is that it is? It? Yeah, yeah. I think we 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 talked about it on the on the podcast earlier, and it would just be nice to have one fence panel. I know, sort of like we were talking about stuff. Sunderland when they moved from Roker Park brought some of the panels, those sort of classic sort of Archibald Leach style panels yeah. in their end, and I think just a single fence panel somewhere behind the goal would just sort of play homage to the uh, yeah to the famous wooden structure at the Kassam. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, obviously when we when we last played each other, uh, like I said, back in October, uh, we were sat inside the playoffs. You were ninth, I think it was. Mm. Obviously, roles reversed this time. You, you've managed to stay on the cusp of the playoffs for most of the season since that game. Um, and prior to, to us playing you, you know, I think that was the last time that we've actually been in the playoffs. So you were, uh, yeah, you you chucked us out, kind of thing. We've not been not been able to get back in. I mean, how how's the season panned out so far since we've uh, since we played you? Yeah, since then you know, we went on on a, on a decent run um, up until just before Christmas. Um, I think we only only lost a couple, one game between Christmas and when we played you. So it was a, yeah, a good run of form, um, and we you know got ourselves sort of well and truly in the playoffs and, and fixed. And it's just really only sort of since Christmas, we got beaten by Wigan just before Christmas and then lost the last two games. And it's just, we're still there or thereabouts, but it's, it's looking at the sort of games played and who's playing everyone. And it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be, an, uh, it's going to be tough to stay in there, um, especially this weekend against you guys, you know, it's, it's going to be quite a game. Yeah. I mean, obviously you've had playoffs, you know, the last two seasons in a row, obviously mm-hmm. You're in and around the playoffs at the moment. Surely you don't want to go through that for a third, a third year. No, no. I mean, automatics would be lovely. Um, I, th- I think it might just be sort of a little bit sort of beyond us. I think you, you've only got to look at the way some of the teams around us are, are, are steamrolling teams. Um, you know, we found that against Wickham um, on on Saturday. They, they bullied us. You know, we're, we're yeah. a nice football inside, but against some of the teams around us like that who just have that big physical presence and do... Th- you know, we there's always that talk of how we can play, and and we don't like it, and not a lot of teams do. But it's hugely successful for them, and it, you can't, you know, you've got to be able to cope with teams like that. And at the moment, we we don't we don't cope with those big physical sides. Yeah, I mean, I've I've, I've got that as a point. You know, you seem to struggle against. Well, I've got quote unquote better sides. I, by better, I just mean teams higher up the league um, mm. you know purely from looking at results you know you failed to beat the likes of Rotherham Wigan Sunderland Wickham and Plymouth I think the only team that you've beat that's like above you is is MK Dons which were yeah. fairly recently is, is that a bit of a concern for you that you can't kind of you know to get up into that you know that mm. automatic spots and what have you you're gonna have to need to beat them teams aren't you yeah, and I think it, it sort of shows a little bit of the of the where the squad is is slightly weak. You know, we we we've got some lovely footballing players, um, but we haven't got enforcers. You know, players that will, as a centre half, bully the centre forward, or as you know, a centre forward that will bully their centre half, or a midfielder that's just going to go in and smash people and, and win the ball back and give it to the ball players. We we get a little bit sort of physically overrun by some so it's interesting you mentioned the, the Rotherham and Wigan games so you know Rotherham we played whilst we had lots of COVID issues lots of people out and by the end of that game we played really well it was it was a, a you know difficult game but we played really well held them and by the end they were the ones time wasting to overthrow ins and stuff because it was like they were settling for a point you know 
and and against Wigan, we played really well. It's it's one of those games where you look back and you go, yeah, we got beat, but I tell you what, we played some great stuff, and it was just James McLean right at the end who who won it for them. You know, a player who's played most of his football in the Premier League. So it's it, we were both those games are a little bit of you know we, we we could have sneaked a draw against Wigan and a win against Rotherham, and it would have looked very very different. Um, and we that's where we just. We're nearly there, and it, it, this transfer window could could depends how it goes with keeping players and getting players in could make the difference between how we now go through the rest of the season. Yeah, you know, touched on transfer window after so we'll get onto that in a in a short while. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you've mentioned you know you're off the back of two defeats, uh, what no winning three, you haven't scored a goal in your last two games. I mean, is is there a reason for that? I mean, what were the performances like? Is I mean, you've just alluded to the fact that. You know, you've lost games where or drawn games where the performances were good. Is that is that been the case in the last three weeks? Yeah, not certainly not the last two. Wickham, um, we played okay at times, but um, didn't really test their goalkeeper. Um, and and Wickham, yeah, thoroughly deserved to win in, in pretty much every aspect of the game. They were better than us. Um, Lincoln, you know, I think. Lincoln are a side that I don't know where they are. They're sort of you know lower eight, mid eight, table. 17, yeah, 18, and, and I think they they're better than that. They play some like you know we Oxford fans we like Michael Appleton the way he plays his football and and I think Lincoln will will pick up. They um, I know you mentioned transfer with it. John Marquis going there is quite a signing for them. I think yeah. he'll do you know he'll score goals for them and and I can see them finishing you know comfortably mid table if not going on a run and getting maybe not towards the playoffs but certainly in a much better position and it, they, they they play a similar way to us but they just did it better on the day and we didn't take our chances they did and and we had a man, man sent off Brannigan came off with an injury and it yeah it was a, one of those games you know it was a bad day at the office for everybody and we hoped for a, a bit of a reaction against Wickham and it didn't happen so we're going to have to hope for it against you guys on Saturday <laughs> yeah I mean obviously this game is at your place obviously looking at your results is a distinct difference between your home form and mm. your away form or um, you know two points per game at home and, and just one and a quarter points uh, on the road do you take confidence from the fact that this game at the weekend is at home for yourself yeah and and I know the the club and, and the fans have been, you know, trying to get a decent sized crowd, you know, 10,000 plus crowd in there, which, you know, we mentioned the uh, the stadium is, it's only a 12,500 capacity stadium. So, you know, a, a nearly full stadium with, with plenty of following from Sheffield Wednesday and hopefully it'll be a, a good atmosphere. And yeah, and if, if the, the injuries or one or two of the injuries clear up and, and, and we, we put on a decent performance. So th- yeah, I think, it would be nice to see us bounce back on Saturday. And like you say, the home form is, is way better than the away form. So I think there's, there's every chance we could do that. Yeah. I mean, we were talking at the weekend, you know, it, it was kind of mad that we were saying it's kind of almost like a six pointer, this one mm. just being, you know, is, is that how, you know, your, your fans are, are seeing that? Yeah. You, you know, it's, 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 it's all well and good beating the sides, you know, down at the bottom or a mid table, but you're right. You know, win against I, we're three points ahead with a game in hand or no, sorry, we've well, got I'm a game, in hand, game yeah. more. Sorry. Yeah. You've got the game in hand. You know, if, if we, if we win that six points, you, you know, even if you win your game in hand, you're, th- you're three points behind. If we lose your level and you've got the game in hand, it's yeah, it's a, it's a big game to, you know, to, to put one over a, a you know, a playoff rival. 
yeah. I mean, I've I've looked at you at the side. I've picked a few players out. Um, you know, Matty Taylor obviously is an is an obvious one. Mm-hmm. You know, twelve goals this season, five assists. That's what seventeen goal contributions. It yeah. seems like he's a very influential and important player in your side. Yeah, and and uh, he's really on, the only out and out centre forward that we as fans trust. You know, he, he's the one. He's we've got one or two other centre forwards, but they're not when they've come on. They've not really done the job. Um, so it has rested on his shoulders to be the the goal scorer, and he, he went on a hell of a run. You know, assists and goals sort of for about a ten game period, and then you know he. He's not quite firing. It's perhaps because we're not giving, you know, the, we're not providing the chances for him. So when that happens, there's no one else really that's that's scoring the goals. Uh, James Henry has done that in the during the season, but he's been out injured a little bit and has only just come back. So it's uh, yeah. If if Matt Taylor fires, you know, we've got a great chance. If he doesn't, we struggle a little bit. Yeah, you just mentioned James Henry there. That's another one I've got on my list, and as mm-hmm. well as Mark Sykes. You know, they've got 15 goals between them from midfield as well. Uh, are they, yeah, they look like again, you know, players that are, that are key for for this season. Definitely, yeah, yeah. James Henry for the last few seasons has been fantastic for us. He's been, you know, either second highest goal scorer, assists, all sorts of stuff. And his his partnership with um, with uh, Matt Taylor, you know, providing chances for Taylor has been key over the last couple of years. Mark Sykes is one that we've always realised was a decent player, but he never got never got goals. I think he kind of scored one or two in his two or three seasons with us up until this season. Then all of a sudden he's got goals and it's really added to his game. And and with that, you've got, I think Huddersfield have been rumoured to be interested in him from, you know, and simply because he's now got goals in his game. He's, you know, he's high energy. He gets a tackle in. He works really hard, provides chances for other people and now scores goals. So he's, yeah, he's, he's come on leaps and bounds this season. Yeah. I mean, and another one, obviously we're just talking before we started recording this, I think he says he's going to be missing out. He's Alex Gorin, uh, yeah. the, the Spaniard. Um, I mean, I was looking and he seemed to do well when he's in the side, you know, mm. in terms of like average points per game when he plays, but obviously if he's going to be missing, then, then yeah, is that, is that a bit of a worry? It, yeah. Um, and with, um, with Kane missing um, at the weekend as well, we we missed that kind of defensive midfielder, um, and and Gorin, Alex Gorin gives us that. He you know the, the injury he got, he went down, he was treated on the pitch, sort of walked off with the physio, went back on for a couple of minutes, and then came off because he couldn't carry on. And it turned out he'd done his knee ligaments, and it's kind of the mark of him that he's he's not you know not been stretched off. He's walked off, gone back on, tried to play on with it, and it's like no, I don't, I can't run this off, you know. And it's yeah. he's now out for pretty much the rest of the season but it's that kind of grit of somebody who's yeah I'll, I'll run off a knee you know knee ligament injury I'll carry on and we've we yeah we've missed that kind of enforcer in midfield a little bit it'll break up the opposition and give the ball to our creative players and, and that might be something we need to address hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In the transfer window, but yeah, he, he was important to us. He, he, he helped us tick. Yeah, I mean, we've had a question from one of the listeners as well, from Rocket Owl on Twitter. He's put uh, one question is about Sam Winnell. He never plays. Is that because he's always injured there too? Uh, real decline in his career from the season mm. when we when we signed him. Uh, obviously, yeah, he's a he's a player that obviously that we had. Uh, I've looked as well, and he, yeah, he looks kind of a bit of a bit part player. Just kind of plays every now and again. You know, a few yeah. minutes here and there. He comes on as a sub occasionally. Um, uh, sort of last season when he, he came, I think he, there were a couple of occasions he came on after sort of recovering from injury, came on as a sub and, and Paul did something else. And it's, it's a, it's a shame because he's, yeah, he's, he's got a pedigree, you know, he's, he's scored goals in the past. And, and when he came, it was like, mm, well, if he can stay fit, there's a player there. And mm. sadly for him and us, it, it's not really worked out for him. He's not stayed fit, which is a real shame because, you know, it, it, when he has been fit and played one or two games in a row, He's, he's looked better and, and scored a cracking goal of, you know, in the last game of last season. Um, and he's clearly a talented player, but at League One level, where you're often two games a week, you, you need that sort of. You need to be robust as well. And it's at the moment it it's not really worked for him. Yeah, I mean, another, another one that we know very well. And to be fair, we could probably do with him back. To be to be honest, is Jordan Thornley. Um, mm. he, he looks like he's played quite. A, you know. A big part of this uh, of this season. What's your assessment on him? Yeah, I've, I've. He, he's a steady player, and you know he's not going to, you know, do anything flash. But he's he's a he's a solid seven out of ten every week. Um, and and you know when he plays, we look good. Um, we've got a young uh, Luke McNally, a young centre half who's who's been in when when Thornley's been out for injuries or. or whatever and and he's looked good as well so I think we've, we're quite well set for centre-halves and it's the only issue with he him might be we've we've knocked back a couple of bids from Blackpool for um, Cameron Brannigan thereafter Cameron Brannigan and there's a bit of a kind of worry that they might then go right well if we're not having Brannigan we'll have Thornley back from loan so it might be yeah that might get twitchy towards the end of the transfer window if, if Brannigan stays and uh, we obviously hope he does because he's been instrumental for us but so, yeah, we certainly might end up sort of being sort of caught in the crossfire. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, obviously we are in the January transfer window. Have you made any signings? And are you expect to see any more additions before Saturday? Um, I nothing. There's been one or two rumours, and today Jermaine Defoe was mentioned, and I it's kind that, of like, yeah. wow, that was something. You know, that would be something else. Um, you know, whether whether he's up to the rigours of League One football, it would be a hell of a, you know, even if it's just for six months, you know, someone like that yeah. to come off the bench for the last 15 or 20 minutes would be terrifying for, you know, defences. And How old is 30, 39 now? 39, isn't it? I think, yeah. But clearly as fit, you know, he's he's one of those players that's always looked fit. You know, he, yeah. he never looked like he was carrying weight or anything like that. And, and if he's kept himself in good shape, which, you know, he's... He always struck me as a bit of a model professional, you know. He, he did things the right way, worked hard, and and if he's if he's fit enough, I'd be going, yeah, that would be a fantastic signing. Um, Marcus Brown is the other one that we've been linked with um, from Middlesbrough. We had him on loan a couple of times um, in the past. Once when he was at West Ham, and then once from Middlesbrough uh, last last season or season before. Um, and and he might be one that we we go in for. 
as a permanent. Um, do you we'll feel see, like think, do you feel like the side needs additions or are you quite yeah, comfortable? Yeah, I, no, I, I think that there's one or two areas we we could do with strengthening, and I kind of look at it down sort of the, you could almost look at three key positions um and that's you know maybe a center half although if if thornley stays that won't be too much of a of an issue but maybe a, a, you know a big solid center half a big solid midfielder and a big solid center forward to try, try and sort of against the more physical teams yeah. you know counter that that kind of physical side where sometimes you know it, it, you just need a bit more league one nous at times yeah. Now, obviously, we've mentioned that Gorin's going to be unavailable. Have you got any other injury concerns? Um, at the moment, it, it, um, Kane, I think you said Kane went off injured as well. Yeah, Kane, uh, Kane was sent off against Lincoln, so yeah. missed the game against Wickham. Um, Jack Stevens, the goalkeeper, had had glandular fever, so um, has missed a number of games with that. And then since he's been sort of healthy, fit again, hasn't got back in the side. Now, after a couple of defeats, you can't really put down to our goalkeeper particularly. So, you know, it might be harsh on, on Simon Eastwood if he does get dropped. It might be, they might just look at it as a, okay, let's freshen things up. And, and Jack Stevens have done fantastically, you know, at the end of or the second half of last season and the start of this season, young, young goalkeeper, he might be one that comes back in. Um, Brannigan, like I said, was injured against Lincoln, came back against Wickham. James Henry's coming back to fitness. So there's there's two or three that are sort of that had, had little niggle injuries that were were coming back. So I think Carl Robinson always keeps things very close to his chest. You'll often think, oh well, so and so's got no chance of playing. And then you look at the team and he's starting and it's kind of I think he 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 he, he likes to sort of play little mind games occasionally with injuries so it's it's never it's never what you think it might be yeah obviously um you know when you if I like go back to October last year when you came to Hillsborough I mean I was impressed with with how you played I thought you were at the time you know the and probably still are to be fair like the, the one of the better sides that have come to Hillsborough you know played football it were uh it were good to watch you know, obviously the result wasn't good for us, mm. but uh, but in terms of a good football inside, it were it were good. I mean, for those that weren't there or have just forgot, I mean, it's easily done. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, how did that game go from from your perspective? I I know you was uh, I know you made that trip up. Yeah, um, yeah, it was yeah fantastic winning right in the last minute or in you know is is always fantastic you leave you know if if he, if you go two one up in the first half it, you know the game can sometimes peter out and it was yeah to to win it that late on with a with a really clever finish from james henry sort of back to goal and he just sort of hooked the ball in um yeah i think that was one of our better performances of the season you know we 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 did the I won't say the time wasting, but we managed the game well towards the end of the game, um, which, you know, you have to do, you've got to try and quieten teams down, you know, your fans, if, if, if you get a bit ahead of a steam, ahead of steam up, you know, there's a lot of people there and it can be a little bit overwhelming at times for, for players. It's oh Christ, quieten, quieten down the opposition fans and it, you know, you, you make life a little bit easier for yourself. And it was, I think, yeah, a really good, almost you could argue a perfect performance. You know, we, we, we scored a, 
goal in each half and, and played well and, and yeah, snuck it at the end. It's got to be said, we did, we did gift you that uh, that first goal, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. He took he took it well, Cameron Brannigan, but uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was one of those, wasn't it? And uh, yeah. you could have could really won it at better. the end as well. Yeah, the uh, there was a free kick, was it? I'm trying to remember the free kick right at the end as well that nearly went in. Yeah, there were, there were a few. I mean, to be fair, you know, touch wood, Peacock Farrell, He's kind of got those um, mistakes out of him. And I, I know he made the, I don't, I don't want to say famous, but it took mm. you know, a bit of a, um, got a bit viral on Twitter with the, the whole lip switch uh, yes. scenario. But I think, yeah. it, you know, he's, he, I said, Touchwood is, he's not made too many mistakes since then. So, um, yeah, hopefully he's got that, got that out of his, out of his mm. system. Um, I mean, um, I mean, we've got a, we've got a fixture pile up coming up in in February. And, you know, we've played one less game than, than yourself at this stage. Uh, but obviously, you've also had postponements and stuff. Are you the same in terms of fixtures coming thick and fast? I mean, what's the they, squad size like, and do you think it's going to be tough in in February? Yeah, it's it's well, it's yeah, definitely going to be tough. You know, after playing you, we've we've got a little run where we, you know. Gillingham are always a tricky team to play, but then Wigan and Portsmouth, you know, one after the other. Um, yeah, definitely sort of, I, th- I think a couple of additions in the squad just to freshen things up and and hopefully go and kind of go again. You know, in, in the last couple of seasons, we've started really poorly and and had to play catch up a little bit. And we've been that team that's that's you know, gone from just outside the playoffs and got there in the last couple of games. And uh, it might be that we have to do that again if we do drop out of the playoff places. If we can replicate that end of season form um, and, and make that run in, you know, um, and and if it is the playoffs, you know, you've just got to hope that we'll be there at the at the games this time round if we can get there and, and get over the line. But uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, in, in terms of formation, obviously you lined up in like a, a four-three-three last time we we played. Is that how you've been playing throughout the season? Yeah, pretty much. You know, occasionally there's a, a slight sort of change that you, rather than maybe two in midfield side by side, there's it's more of a sort of a diamond shape. But but pretty much, yeah, it's been four-three-three in some way. Although with the players we've got, there can be quite a bit of interchange. So it's 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 a flexible formation. But with yeah. players that are all comfortable on the ball and and try and get forward and and try and get a bit of width and crosses into the box that kind of thing so it's yeah it, it, it tends to be a 4-3-3 yeah I mean obviously we're, we're over halfway point of the season now I mean who would you say is the, the best team that you've played so far this season that's, that's come, that you've come up against yeah different I I Wigan looked very, very strong, you know, beat us at the, you know, they, they kept going We it was like I said one of our better performances they still beat us um I hate to say Wickham because it's like they're not our real rivals. It's a bit like, I guess you'd sort of say you and Rotherham, you know, obviously yeah, yeah. United are your rivals and Swindon are ours. But, you know, recently we've played them a lot and I think they were just so strong all the way across the pitch in every department. It, yeah, you've got to, got to look at them as a, a really strong, and they've, you know, they know what it takes to get out of this division. I know it was sort of a, in a shortened season and the points per game and all of that, but even so, they still managed it and they, you know, they, they've got that kind of everyone's against us, not small club mentality, but a kind of, they've got this thing going that everyone's against them and they hate, you know, and, and it works for them. And I think they, they could, they've got, you know, 
everything they could do really well this season. Sadly, they're top, you know, and it, I, I can't see many teams beating them. No, it's when we, we, a 2-2 draw we had uh, at home against them, but yeah, it was... Uh... We should have won it to be fair, but you know, you know, they came, they came back at us. I mean, for those uh, obviously for the Wednesday nights that are listening, uh, that are making the trip to the Kassam this weekend, uh, where's where's the best place to go for a pre-match pint? No, nowhere near the ground. If you get there nice and early, go into Oxford. You know, it's it's a fantastic city. There are some, but there's one or two pubs that might turn you away if you're a bit noisy and in shirt, you know, football colours. But you know, most pubs will will be welcoming. Um, and there are some fantastic pubs in the city and on the Cowley Road as well. You know, there's there's pubs on the Cowley Road sort of heading out towards the stadium. Around the ground, there's really not a lot. There's the, the sort of the Bowlplex sort of um, cinema complex, which. I don't know if they let. I think they let away fans in, but yeah, it's it, that's another reason for for moving somewhere. Where there's some <laughs> better bars around the around the stadium, but yeah, if you if you're there, you know, in plenty of time, then head into Oxford. Right. So before we uh, before we leave, then I've got to nail you down to a score prediction as always. Like I said, um, we were off the back of a four-two win. Obviously, we had a bit of a you know a couple of poor results before that. You're you've you've had your poor results in the last mm. two two games. How do you see this one uh, panning out of the weekend? I'm I'm hopeful for a for a win, but I think it'll be tight if it if it's the same as as it was up at your place and a and a two one with a last minute winner, I'll be happy. And I think it could be that it could be as tight as that. Um, you know, both both teams play good football. It will be good. It might even be ends end up with loads of goals. But um, I'd, I'd happy with the I'd be happy with the two one. Brilliant, Simon. Where where can we find you uh, and your podcast on Twitter? It's the uh, the Fence End Podcast. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure of the exact Twitter handle, but I think it's, it's the, uh, the fence and pod. I think pod. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's where we are. Yeah, the, I'll, the, put, I'll the, put a link in the uh, in the show description anyway. Lovely. And uh, obviously, yeah, good luck for the weekend. Well, well good luck you. for the rest yeah. of the season. Not yeah, good luck you. for this weekend yeah. at all. <laughs> well, if we win, that'll be my wife's a Sheffield Wednesday fan, so uh, it'll be uh, yeah. <laughs> she might not talk to me. But there you go. <laughs> Brilliant, <laughs> excellent, Simon. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, hope you have a good game of the weekend. Are you? Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, James. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.